0: Hey, welcome to the Great Commission Teen. This is a podcast aimed at teenagers at Christ Community Church. Just because you're a teenager doesn't mean that you can't make a contribution to the Great Commission. But in order to do that, you need to be healthy and growing in your faith. That means you need great connections with the people of God, the Spirit of God, and the Word of God. So sit back and relax, because today you're going to learn something. Welcome back to the Great Commission Teen Podcast. My name is Connor Radford, and today I am hosting this podcast with
1: Hannah Surratt.
0: That's right. We're hosting this podcast because David is on
1: vacation. vacation. And you know what that means?
0: He's lucky. And and we're in charge. We're in charge.
1: Of this podcast.
0: That's right. Hannah, where is David today?
1: David is in, over much debate, we have decided he's in the Grand Canyon.
0: That's right, and he's in Las Vegas. Hannah, the former map intern, now director of college, thought he was in Cancun, which is not in the Grand Canyon. However, I was incorrect. However, I won the argument, and David is looking out at the Grand Canyon and probably wondering where the faces are. Let me know if you get that joke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not Mount Rushmore. <laughs> exactly.
0: Anyways, so, Hannah, what are we learning about today? Or what are we talking about?
1: Today's topic, Connor, is DWYS.
0: DWYS. Don't
1: what? waste your summer.
0: Don't waste your summer.
1: Don't waste your summer.
0: Can we add like teenagers? Exclamation point. Okay.
1: Don't D- waste your summer. It's TDWYS. That's Teens, right. don't waste your summer.
0: Teens, don't waste your summer. Just like that. You got to have it a dramatic pause.
1: Teens, don't waste your summer.
0: Bingo. So why don't we want teens to waste their summer like we did?
1: Because then they'll turn out like us. That's right. That's not a good thing.
0: That's right. Being in charge by David's gone. (laughs) 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 Just kidding. Well, teens, today we're on this podcast because we don't want you to waste your summer. We want you to learn from our mistakes and more importantly, grow in your faith and grow the kingdom of God. We're going to tell some stories about how we wasted our summer. First, I'll begin by saying when I was a junior and senior in high school, I was so consumed by making money.
1: What happened? Wait, before you get into your bad um, story, what no. was the best thing that happened to you that summer?
0: You're probably going to say, Oh, when you met me. Yeah. Sure. I'll I give you that Hannah one.
1: I met Hannah Surratt and we became besties.
0: Besties. And now I'm her boss. That's Anyways. Not- nope. So, like I was saying, when I was a junior and senior in high school, I wasted my summers because I was so consumed of making money and working as many hours as I can. While that sounds like a great thing, I missed out on so many opportunities to make gospel-centered relationships with people like Hannah or get a mentor. I didn't have a mentor for two summers. It stunk. I didn't really see my family all that much because I would go from cutting grass in the morning till about 2 o'clock. I'd have like an hour off. And then I'd go grill hot dogs for the Wilmington Sharks. And then when I was a senior, I would mow until 2 o'clock. And then I would go do the dishes at the Yacht Club until about 11 o'clock. So I literally spent, and that's what I did every single day except Sundays. So I spent all this time. And it was great because I would look at my bank account and see. you were rich. Oh, my gosh. I'm rich. I'm rich. I'm rich. But then I would spend money on, like, shoes and golfing and stuff like that. So I really wasn't rich. I was just doing that to do, you know fun things, I thought. But I didn't have any time to do it with my friends, so I was really lonely for those two summers. What about you, Hannah? How did you waste your summers?
1: Um, I think I wasted, for the purposes of this podcast, what we're talking about, I think with the lens of what we're going to talk about in this podcast, I think I wasted most summers in high school because I wasn't a Christian in high school, so I didn't do any of the things that we're going to talk about because I didn't really
0: You didn't even reali- know.
1: Yeah, I didn't even know I was supposed to be doing them. That's right. Read your Bible. I'm not a priest. What are you talking about? <laughs> did <laughs> um, you go to church? No, I did not. So I didn't realize I was missing out on anything, but looking back, I think I wasted pretty much all of my summers. Um, but thinking back, especially on the summer between my – senior year and moving to college I think that is a really transitional time and I spent it working full-time at this pharmacy that I worked at in high school Um, and I went to the lake every day with my friends but I really spent that summer trying to get back at my high school boyfriend for our breakup which is dumb <laughs> but I spent that summer just really rebounding kissing a lot of boys maybe I shouldn't say that on this what? podcast but anyways it was not a good summer for me I was really, yeah, just wasted a lot of time. And then I went to college freshman year, became a Christian, went back home that summer and went back to just kind of that like mindset that I was in before coming to UNCW and becoming a Christian. And, but I didn't have a church at home. And I think that was like when I realized like, oh, I'm really wasting my time here at home because I'm not even involved in a church. I don't have any Christian peers or mentors. And so I think that's when I would realize I was wasting my time
0: so you had a heart change because of something that happened in college your freshman year and then when you went back to you could say your old self or your old friends or whatever you want to say that's when you realized that I wasted my summer yeah that's interesting interesting I did not have that experience like I said I I really didn't realize that I wasted my summer until literally probably last year I I Yesterday thought, when you were writing this podcast yeah, script. Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday when I was writing the script. No, I always thought money was a great thing, which it which it can be, but I let it consume me. And I really I really made working and especially money an idol. Mm-hmm. Um so I didn't and I didn't value friendships really at the time like I do now, especially and so really my value and identity was in my bank account and the money I made. And I thought I was cool because I could you know afford to buy an apple watch or a new iphone but it just it led to so much sadness and destruction
1: yeah and we'll get into this a little bit later but that's right kind of like what you're saying a lot of those idols that we can have especially in the summertime really disguise themselves as great things having money isn't a bad thing working hard isn't a bad thing for me spending time on the lake with your friends isn't a bad thing but when those are your main goal and your priority and your only focus in the summer. They can really be idols disguised as something good.
0: Mm, Way to spoil the rest of the podcast. But in all seriousness, today, teenagers, we have five ways that you can make sure you don't waste your summer. So the first one is simple.
1: But not only to not waste your summer, to grow in your faith. That's right. Five ways to not waste and to grow.
0: That's right. That's right. The first one is simple. It's make a plan. It's the same idea as as you would make a plan to hang out with your friends or to go on a vacation, you've got to make a a plan to grow. So map out a time to read the Word of God. And as Hannah will talk about, this analogy that we often use of sitting in the sun.
1: Yeah, so if you were here on Sunday, you heard Pastor Paul's metaphor about sitting in the sun. And it's honestly one of my favorite um, just kind of mental images. But Paul has this metaphor he uses often in sermons that just talks about um, if you want to change the complexion of your skin as many of us do in the summertime if you want to become tan it's not really work to do that but kind of you have to put in a little bit of effort you have to you know get your blanket or your towel and your bathing suit and you have to go outside and you have to lay in front of the sun and then the sun really does the rest of the work you can't control any like the weather the uv index how fast your skin tone is changing, none of that. And so you do a little bit of work to get out there and put yourself in the way, but then you let the sun do the rest of the work to change your complexion. And that's really, um, a helpful way to think and picture spiritual growth. You do have to put yourself in the way of the sun or in the way of Christ, Um, but you don't do that work. Christ does that work on and in you, but you do have to put forth the effort to be there in a position to be changed, just as you would put forth the effort to put yourself in a position to be changed, um, in your skin tone, but ways to do that. Like Connor, um, was mentioning are really mapping out and planning out your time to spend in the word and with the people of God. And that's what we're going to get into more here.
0: That's right. That's right. And an important thing to note, too, is use your resources, whether that's Hannah, myself, or David. It can also be things like the Bible Project, which, if you don't know what that is, please reach out to us. Great
1: resource. Yes.
0: Please reach out to us. We would love to send you some links to some great articles. The Gospel Coalition is another great one. And then just other helpful, like Bible apps, like the Holy Bible, um, but ultimately, the Word of God and the people of God. Yeah.
1: Another really good um, resource that I recommend to college students a lot is the um, She Reads Truth, He Reads Truth app. It gives you a little plan and then a little devotion after.
0: Well, that's great. That's great. Secondly, you have to acknowledge your need for the gospel each day. So remind yourself when you wake up that Christ died and rose for your sins. I'm going to read a brief little highlighted thing that Tim Keller mentions in this article. So when you wake up, preach the gospel to yourself each day is like rehearsing the truth that God accepts and loves us on the basis of what Christ has done for us, which we accept by faith. Meaning that we're going to feel like we have failed and we're not good enough, but Christ's love is sufficient because of what he did on the cross.
1: And if you, you know, you never want your time with the Lord to feel like a checkbox um, or like a schedule, but like we said, it really is important to map out and plan your time in the Word and your time with God and if that includes a time where you sit down and you literally write out what the gospel is to yourself every day or you have a time of your prayer life that you spend rewording that to yourself every day just like we do in, um, during the summer during youth group when we have the gospel minute and we have someone else share the gospel each day or each time we meet, just reminding yourself of what that means even if you need to have a special time in your day for it.
0: That's right. That's right. Write on a little sticky note. These four things, saved by the works of Jesus, forgiven by his death, made righteous by his life, given victory through the resurrection. That brings so much, so much happiness and fullness to your life of just understanding that, that we are broken, but there is a Savior. So thirdly, you have to anticipate temptation. Students, you have 100 days of free time. That's a long time for the devil to work. So you have to be connected and rooted in Christ.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of time to be distracted. Um, And like touching back on what we said in the very beginning, sin can really disguise itself as things that seem helpful, but you have a hundred days of free time that is hundreds of hours to spend on your phone, scrolling through social media and being influenced and um, just kind of putting that lens in front of your face of what, the culture expects that we see on social media. It's hundreds of hours to spend with your significant other, with your friends, like you said, working and making money, all these things that don't sound like bad things, but when you put them above all else, especially when you have so much free time to do so, they can really become idols in your life.
0: That's right. should be like, we should have like a meter. Like if you sit, you know, for hours sun tanning, you should sit for hours reading your Bible. Yeah. That should be like your gauge. Read your Bible while you suntan. Yeah, that's that's another great thing. But Don't I w- just close your eyes, students. Come on,
1: <laughs> read. I really like this point that you have on here, Connor. That sin always wants to convince us that we're strong enough to resist it, and so we always have this mindset that oh, it, I mean, it really doesn't matter how much time I spend on my phone. I know who I am, and I know it's true. But and that right. I mean, that's not true. we slowly over time start to shift in ways we don't see.
0: That's right. And anticipating temptation means you're being intentional about pursuing Christ by fighting that sin each day. Mm -hmm. That's really what we're trying to get at is, yes, you have to make a plan. Yes, you have to acknowledge, but you also have to anticipate that the devil is going to try to grab you. So fourth, in order to make sure that the devil does not get a hold of you, you have to hold on to the church. This is like staying connected to the body, connect with other believers and really seek out a mentor, seek out a mentor that's been walking with Christ for longer than you and meet regularly with these people. Hannah, David and I are great resources, but we're not the only resources. There's so many people in our church that would love to meet with students and love to get to know y'all and love to just share the wisdom and the grace that they've been shown by God
1: and if you don't know how to find those people ask us we know them and we can connect you with them
0: yeah that should be like a subpoint if you have any questions about any of this <laughs> talk to us literally just text us
1: but also we are not experts
0: <laughs> we are not experts but like i told a student the other day i i don't know all the answers but i i'm here to learn with you yeah. so let's just learn
1: yes in all of this you should feel free to come to us anytime
0: that's right that's right and finally the last way to make sure that you don't waste your summer and that you grow in your faith is to serve, rest, and memorize.
1: Whoa, five steps or eight? You really snuck those in there. I
0: know. It's like a, it's like a terrible sermon that has, it's eight, the, okay, eight this is the last plan. point. Yeah, this is the last point, but the last point has three <laughs> points. That's what I did. You gotta work on that. It was totally on accident. I was trying to do like take, turn, and then another T, but I, it, it turned into learn, so... That's funny. Yeah. But first serve. So take your free time during the summer and serve your church and the people of God and Mm non-believers. Some ways that you can easily do this just here at our church is to volunteer for VBS. Oh, and help your parents around the house. You have so much free time. Do the dishes, take out the trash, cut someone's grass. Maybe that's a neighbor's grass. I know that's a hard thing to do in the summer because it's hot, but just, just be a, be a helping hand. Also, you want to make sure that people understand how thankful you are to, to have received God's grace. And by doing all these things, it's not, it's not a checklist, but having like a good attitude, whether it's, you know, volunteering for the drama team on, on VBS, or like I said, cutting the grass for a neighbor you should do these all out of love, right. the same love that Christ showed us on the cross.
1: Yeah. You really, I mean, you change and you serve out of a response to that's what right. the Lord has done to cool. you.
0: That's really good.
1: That fun fact is a line from a sermon that is when, it, that's when I got saved. Oh. Huh. Yeah. RUF, I heard if you really understood what Jesus did for you, you would have no choice but to respond. respond.
0: Yeah. I really like that. So
1: I think about that a lot. So we How could. How do you respond?
0: We could end it right here.
1: Respond.
0: Should
1: I, oh, I should get a tattoo of just that says respond.
0: Just respond. Where would you get that tattoo? On your arm or something like that? Or your maybe, like, maybe Respond.
1: Like Connor's girlfriend Jackie has like a sneaky tattoo. Nobody knows On the back yeah, that's why it's sneaky. It's like behind Yeah, it is a good on, spot for it's her. It's on tattoo. her neck. You can only tell if she has her hair up in a ponytail. That's
0: right.
1: Maybe I'm gonna get the word respond tattooed on the back of my neck.
0: I love that. <laughs> I love that. Well, after you, you respond, um you should rest. And I think an important thing that you should know when you're resting is that you should really make an effort to turn off your phone, delete social media, just really delete anything that's, that's keeping you away from sitting in the presence of the Lord.
1: Mm.
0: Ignore, ignore the calls for boredom, students. It's going to be pretty heavy during the summer, but understanding what the Lord is doing in your life will help you in responding to nice. his calls. Is that right, Hannah? I don't... Yeah.
1: Or I'm, just, I mean, responding to who he is and what he's done for you. That's right. I mean, I think that's so true, not to get off on another topic, but when you understand what he's done, you, you do respond. You can't not.
0: Yeah. So respond by turning off your phone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it says it in the Bible. Yeah. No, it doesn't. I lied. Yeah. I'm sorry. I shouldn't lie about the Bible.
0: But... There is ways that you can memorize scripture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, In hopes. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> no, I was just saying that. So obviously you have serving, resting, but then a, a great thing that that I'm working on myself is memorizing. Memorizing scripture is a great thing. It's something that not a lot of us do very well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A great place to start. Is Psalms one, Romans eight and nine, and then Philippians two.
1: And it's funny because I'm just thinking it's we're looking at this, but you know, maps have to memorize Romans eight. I did not. What? Yeah, I
0: didn't. How did you get a raise?
1: I think a lot of people forgot that I was a map in certain areas and then they just never they never never followed up. So I didn't and I should. But I've memorized half of Romans 8, and then the staff had to memorize Philippians 2, 1 through 11, and I had to memorize Psalm 1 for uh, a youth trip that we went on last summer with Breakout, but I think about the parts of Roman that I did memorize, and (laughs) Philippians 2 and Psalm 1, I I actually do think about those a lot, and they come to memory and come to mind a lot, and I often think, wow, if I memorized more scripture, this would happen more often.
0: Right. I think about paul's sermon a couple weeks ago where he talks about your playlist like your spotify playlist Mm. and he brings in psalms 57 and psalm 51 but specifically psalms 51 is this prayer of of david pouring out his his heart and and i guess you could say sorrow Mm -hmm. but it's it's just another way that like david remembers what the lord has done for him and so he quotes scripture and then we see it throughout the song. Yeah, that's such a great that's such a great thing because David messed up and he knew he messed up and he was moved by by God and by his by the scriptures. And he writes this beautiful song called Psalms 51. It's yeah. incredible. And it's it's something that we have access to as as believers and disciples. But we don't do enough mm. when we get ourselves into situations of, of loneliness, sadness we have a playlist that's not a podcast or a song, but it's, it's his word. It's his, it's his thoughts. We have, we have all of that right in front of us. Yeah. So I think that's important to remember as well.
1: I think that for memorizing scripture, something that really helps too is doing it in a group, doing it with a friend, um, just having someone else that's doing it with you, and it makes it more fun and they hold you accountable. Like I know times that I've worked to memorize scripture on my own have not been as successful as when I do it with the staff or when we do it with the youth.
0: Yep. And that's just another way of saying, just be connected, stay yeah. connected. Mm-hmm. You're staying connected to the body when you do stuff with other Christians. That's great. So that's where we're end. But remember five ways to not waste your summer, make a plan, acknowledge your need for the gospel daily Anticipate the temptation that comes with 100 free days of summer vacation. Hold on to the church. Be connected to the church. And then finally, my three points that I'm going to say is one, serve, rest, and memorize. Thank you all for listening to the Great Commission podcast. It's been a pleasure signing off.
1: David will be back next week.